Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and I am still in the middle of celebrating one-year anniversary of Printing to Prosper. The actual anniversary is March 23rd, so I would love for you to celebrate with me. How can you do that? What you can do for me is leave me a five-star review on Apple iTunes. How do I do that, Gina? Good question. Scroll down below this episode, and you will see a section that says, leave a review. Click five stars and just type up a little message. I'll give you even the the homework if you want, because I know sometimes when I leave a review, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what should I say? I feel like I need to say something fabulous. You don't have to worry about that. Just tell me what you've learned over the past year. But before you hit send, take a screenshot and email that to me at tightshipmama.gmail.com, or you can message me in Instagram, or you can message me in Facebook. Because once you hit send, I don't know who you are or how to contact you, okay? So make sure if I read your review that I can also find you to give you your prize. What can you win? You can win one hour of free coaching with me. Right now, that's a $60 value. I charge $60 per hour for my coaching sessions, and you can do a wardrobe declutter, we can do a meal plan together, we can work on a budget together, or one of my favorites, I can just help you with an unstuck session. Maybe you're just feeling a little blah right now, and you need someone to boost you up, you need someone to be your cheerleader, that's me. That's one of my favorite things in all the world to do. So, you get to choose. If I read your review on March 23rd, you're the winner. All right. Take care with that. Thank you so much for your review ahead of time. And let's get into today's episode. All right. So when I first heard this phrase bobbing at the surface financially, I immediately thought of this Bible passage because 
I thought, what is more visually clear than Peter walking on the water one second and then losing faith and dropping below the surface, right? So I immediately thought of that. But when you dig a little deeper into the passage, it's so perfect for us with our finances because whatever you're doing with your finances, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Whether you are making multi-millions a year or you are living paycheck to paycheck, God has to be at the center of your finances because it's not ours. It is only ours to manage. So you always have to be looking to him, asking, how do you want me to manage this? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to send my kids to Catholic school? Do you want me to homeschool them? What do you want for me? What do you want for my family? Okay. So always, always, always begin everything with him at the center. Because as soon as you take your eyes off of him, what happens? You get caught up in the worldly things of the wind and the rain and those waves crashing. And just like Peter, you're going to sink below the surface. Okay. So let's talk about this phrase bobbing at the surface financially. I heard this phrase when I was listening to a podcast by Ramit Seti. He coaches couples on their finances on his podcast and he has a YouTube channel and he's the author of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I really encourage you to educate yourself on personal finance. A lot of us weren't taught this in school. We weren't taught it from our parents, so it's up to us to take personal accountability, right? That's what wealthy people do. They educate themselves by reading and taking courses or hiring people to teach them or work with them so that they win with their money. If you feel like you are bobbing below the surface, okay, so let's talk about this. What does that actually mean? You might call it living paycheck to paycheck. That might be another way to describe this feeling, but maybe one month you get a tax refund or it's your birthday and you got some money for your birthday or for us, I know there's one month out of the year that we don't pay tuition for school. I call it my free month and that's how I pay for, for summer camps for my girls. Okay, so there's those months where, you know, maybe it's an extra pay period. I think that happens twice a year if you're paid every other week. So it's kind of like a little win, like a little mini windfall, or maybe you got your bonus for the year. Okay, so those are the months where you're like above, you're up above water and you're feeling good. But then there's those months where you feel like you need someone to toss you a safety net or a life jacket and you're just treading water frantically. So let's talk about those months. Those are the months where maybe things pop up like your car needed repair or there was a medical expense that was unexpected or your house needed a repair that you didn't expect, okay? These will always happen. I try to tell my coaching clients this all the time, that just because you get your budget moving and grooving doesn't mean that you're going to become immune all of a sudden to these surprises. There will always be surprises probably every single month, okay? You're going to get your, you're going to think everything's great on your budget and you got it down and then your kid's going to come home with an invitation to a birthday party and you're like, oh, now I got to buy a gift for this kid, right? Or you think you have your budget for your gas, for your, for your car down and then all of a sudden prices go up 50 cents a gallon and just like, oh my gosh. Or you thought you had $500 for two weeks of groceries and that doesn't get you as much as it did last month, right? So there's always going to be something that pops up. But when you really start manager, managing your money God's way, 
you, these things that pop up are really going to be little blips on the radar. And it's going to be a little bit of a nuisance, but you're going to really be fine. And you might have to tweak something here or there, but it's not going to be an all out, oh my gosh, break the kid's piggy bank, refinance the house, get a HELOC, dive into your 401k. You know, you won't have to do that stuff if you get this one thing correct. And it's your percentages. All right. So Dave Ramsey and Ramit Seti are roughly talking about the same numbers. Okay. So this is why it's important to read different gurus on personal finance because people have different things to say. And maybe one thing hits you a little bit better than the way somebody else says it. Okay. So again, think like a wealthy person and educate yourself from all different sources. You know, a, a good president of the United States isn't reading just one newspaper a morning. He's reading five or six because you got to get it from all different angles. Okay. Same with you. But Dave and Ramit both agree that this fixed cost number should be about 60%. Okay. What is a monthly fixed cost? Okay. So after you have your take-home pay, your net take-home pay for the month. It could be just you or it could be you and a spouse together. What are you bringing home month after month? Okay. That's your number that you're working with. Your monthly fixed costs shouldn't be more than 60% of that take-home number. What is a fixed expense? Okay. These are the numbers that are roughly set in stone. So your mortgage is probably about the same every month or your rent. If your kids go to private school, your tuition is probably the same every month. If you have a car payment, if you belong to a country club or your utilities or your cell phone, student loans, medical bills, anything with a motor that you still owe payments on, like an RV, a boat, a trailer, um, any other credit card debt, those kind of things where it's pretty much you can rely on how much they're going to charge you every single month, okay? Those are your fixed expenses. Now, if those, if that number is more than 60%, this is where you're probably getting hit the hardest and why you feel like you're drowning. So now what do we do? Let's say it's up to 70% and you're like, okay, She's right. Here we go. What can we do to get that number below 60 or at 60 or below? Okay. You got to look at your big three because we've all heard the latte factor of how much a cup of coffee costs us over a lifetime. That's all well and good. That was David Bach. I read him years and years ago. Good, right? But I can tell you that a cup of coffee is not going to be the difference between if you retire with dignity or you don't, or if your kids go to college or they don't, okay? These big three numbers probably will. Is it your house? Is it the vehicles or the motors, okay? you Dave Ramsey says you shouldn't have more than 50% of your annual salary tied up in motors. So if you're making $100,000 a year, you shouldn't own more than $50,000 in motors. That's a car, an RV, a boat, a trailer, a snowmobile, a jet ski. All that should not be more than $50,000, okay? And that's why when you listen to his podcast, people call in, he says, that truck is killing you. You know, do you have an $800 car payment? That might be killing you. And maybe it's hard to hear, but 
cutting coffee all you want is probably not going to save you $800 a month, okay? But getting rid of that truck might. So you got to look at the big three, your house, your car, your student loans, your debt, and then you got to figure out how can we get those numbers to be lowered. It might be simply selling a car. Maybe you bought it, you loved it, but now you're realizing it's not just the car, it's the gas, it's the insurance, it's the wear and tear. You know, it's it's not just the tire that goes on the car. You know, a little car has a certain kind of a tire and then a big suburban or something has a totally different tire that's way more money. So it's all these little hidden expenses that might be killing you, okay? So if you want to survive every month, easily above the water, you got to tackle these big expenses. This is where you have to have a come to Jesus conversation. Can we afford the house? Can we afford the vehicles? Can we afford the tuition? Can we afford the elite sports? I don't know if I said that in the fixed expenses, but I'm hearing this a lot lately with how much ice hockey costs and gymnastics and swim and soccer, travel soccer. Now we're into Right now I'm sitting in the parking lot actually watching my daughter play lacrosse (laughs) while I record this. You know, all this stuff adds up. Take a good look and see like, okay, the kid loves soccer, but we can't do travel. We just can't afford travel. What can you do instead? Okay, you can still do local. If you really want to keep it, how can you keep it? Okay, that's a lot of what I do when I talk with my couples about budgeting. I'm not instantly going to say like, you got to get rid of this. We can talk about it. And maybe in the end, you decide that you you have to get rid of something, but sometimes we can figure out how you can keep it, okay? If you've got a lot of credit card debt or student loan debt that is glaringly obvious, that's the one that's killing you, then you got to tackle that. You got to go hard with getting rid of that debt. So how you can see how your life will be is you take out that chunk, okay? So you have all of your expenses, but all of your credit card debt or your student loan debt that's killing you remove them and see what's your percentage, okay? So maybe you go from 80% down to your 55 and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what's killing us. So then what do you do? You go hard at it. You go hard to get rid of that that higher number, okay? And get your fixed expenses down to below 60%, okay? I'm gonna be talking about more of this next week as well. It's gonna be a part two of what if you are living within the 60% of your monthly fixed income, your monthly expenses, but you still feel like you're drowning, okay? I'm going to have an episode next week to talk about what you can do in that situation, okay? In the meantime, remember, just like Peter, keep your eyes on Jesus. In the midst of a storm, he is there for you. Offer everything up. God will reward your efforts. So you have to give him something. God is a gentleman that is not going to just swoop in and save you from your finances. Okay? He's going to let you grow. And I always start my budgeting sessions with the assumption that God has brought you to this podcast or to me as your coach or to a book that's going to help you because he's ready for you to grow in abundance. And he wants you to learn how to manage what he's giving you at this level because he's waiting for you to get to the next level. He wants to get you to the next level, but he's like, listen, kid, I'm not going to get you to the next level until you know how to manage what I've already given you. Okay. So take it from that point of view. That's a little more positive than you're being punished. And oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Assume he wants the best for you because he does. He loves you and he has a life of abundance in store for you, but you got to do your part.
Okay. So I will see you on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. And if you have learned anything on this podcast, I ask you again to please leave me a five-star review and have a great couple of days, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.